T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait for it. Happy November. What? No, I swear I'm not making it up. My phone actually says one. The calendar is back to one. So we survived Halloween. We, and and for some people, it's more traumatic and more adventurous than others. Uh, We are now into November through week eight in the NFL, but not yet through three games in the World Series. (laughs) World Series and Major League Baseball This could not be breaking worse for them right now. It it seems as though everything that could possibly go wrong with baseball in its championship series has, except for the games. When they play the games, they are very compelling and and very entertaining. Why am I yelling to start November? Uh, I just think it's, it's unfortunate that baseball goes nearly a week without playoff games. All the momentum completely dies as sports fans... You know us. We we turn our attention to others' things very quickly. We get attracted by the shiny, bright objects, typically football. Then just as they're about to fill that void post-football on Tuesday, Monday, sorry, Monday, they're about to, see, my days all blend together. They're about to fill that void. Boom. Cancellation. So that's unfortunate. Now, it helps that they've got Tuesday and Wednesday without football. So they've got the primetime stage themselves for games three and four. But on the back end, this becomes a major problem. We know there will be a game five and it's going on Thursday night against football, but it's worse. It's the Eagles and the Texans. So in their own markets, there's going to be cannibalism. Not to mention the Eagles have a lot of interest right now around the country as the only undefeated team. And so this is their opportunity on a short week to move to 8-0. and So tons of buzz around them. And I fear that it takes away a lot of the interest in Game 5 of the World Series. But then you think about what, you know, what happens with if there's a Game 7 and the fact that it would be on a Sunday night and rut row. So th- this couldn't line up worse for Major League Baseball. And Rob Manfred knows it. The fact that he was even talking about going against football in his press conference on Monday indicates that certainly he he understands the challenge here. So it's not breaking well for baseball, but what could save it? Really good games the rest of the way. I just think it might be better for everybody involved if it ended in game six. I don't know who wins. I know we're tied 1-1. But if it ends in a game six, they've got Saturday night where they're sharing with college football, 
but not with the NFL, the big bad. Such a bully. The NFL is such a bully. Why are you such a bully? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. That's one analogy that I use. The other analogy that I use about the NFL is that it's a jealous lover. And when we start to pay too much attention to any other sport, very green with envy. And so all of a sudden, there's some big storyline. I don't believe the NFL is rigged, but I do think the NFL pays attention to what else is happening on the sports calendar. So watch. Sunday will have some crazy storylines and headlines that we never saw coming if Major League Baseball goes to a Game 7. It's just going to happen. Just trust me. It's going to (laughs) happen. And how about today is the NFL trade deadline. Today's the deadline. So (laughs) will there be some crazy massive trade that goes down that takes the attention away from Game 3 of the World Series? What are the chances? What are the chances of that, Producer Jay? Honestly, I would say probably like higher than 60. That's where I'm going. (laughs) Right? Because any trade that happens is going to be a big deal. And if there's a trade that's even remotely impactful in the league, we're going to be talking about that more than the game, I would imagine. It's probably not going to be snow for for it. Well, certainly not going to impact them in Houston. But generally in November in the Northeast, there is a chance of snow. Except I heard the weather forecast the last couple of days. And while we're not in Philadelphia, we're a couple of hours uh, north into the east. Uh, it's supposed to be very mild the next week. So at least there's that. <laughs> there could be rain, though. I can't promise you there won't be another rain out. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're all kinds of goofy. And by we, I mean me. Because it's November and there's just a lot to process. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Mixing in a little basketball on this edition of the show. This hour, we will talk about the latest with Michigan and Michigan State and the fracas that took place in the tunnel. Both head coaches speaking on Monday. So we'll make sure that you know the latest there as well. But we wrapped up week eight in the NFL with the Battle of Ohio in Cleveland. And I got to say, this is definitely what the... A doctor seems, I, I wanted to come up with some like Halloween analogy. Let's see. This is definitely what the mad scientist drew up in his lab. Some crazy monster for the Browns that would scare the Bengals. And it certainly worked. Um, it, it was definitely a house of horrors at the dog pound on Monday night. Not only do the Browns have now a five game winning streak against the Bengals, which is Interesting in and of itself, considering that the Bengals won the division and went to the Super Bowl as the AFC rep last year, but also because of the way these two teams have been playing. So we have this clash on Monday night. <clears throat> the NFL specifically chose these two teams because they both have orange as a primary color. I am sure of it. Orange on Halloween. There's orange everywhere. This battle of Ohio seemed like two teams going in opposite directions. The Bengals were throwing the ball with so much success. I know they lost Jamar Chase, but they've got other guys who can catch the football. They do. And they've been chucking and ducking up and down the field. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they've been working in other guys as well in their passing game. Joe Mixon's been running the ball successfully. Samaji Pirine's been another option. I mean, this is a team that's been clicking on all cylinders when it comes to their offense. Their offensive line has been playing better, protecting their quarterback. 
But we didn't see any of that because from the very first drive, the advantage, the aggressiveness, the tough, physical, blue-collar, get-down-and-dirty approach of the Browns' defense was evident. In the shotgun, Burrow takes it, turns, whips it left, and it's tipped and picked off! Intercepted down the sideline, the Browns got it! Down the left sideline, 35, it's A.J. Green! He's to the 40, 35, 30, 25, down to the 20-yard line! On a tip drill, A.J. Green got it! The first you know, tip pass uh, leading to an interception, you know, felt like everyone's like, damn, it's the bank's open. Everybody Damn. grabbed something. So everybody was rushing to, to get to their passer and trying to make a big play. And hell, Taki Taki was flying around making big plays all over the field. And you got a lot of guys who were just, you know, playing, you no know, lights out. And it was just beautiful to see. That's Miles Garrett, who not only tipped the ball that was intercepted by A.J. Green. Again, the end of what was a relatively long drive by the Bengals. Probably one of their longest of the game, actually. Jim Donovan on Browns Radio. You also have Garrett with a sack and a half. And he was wreaking havoc with the offensive line. And then you've got Taki Taki, and and Garrett mentions him, who has 13 tackles and a sack of his own. When the dust settles, and that was just the beginning, there was a second takeaway in the first half, a sack and a fumble by Joe Burrow. When the dust settles on the first half, two takeaways, only 100 yards allowed to the Bengals, no points. So the Browns' defense pitches a shutout in the first half. And while the Browns' offense is finding its rhythm and its footing, the defense is doing all the work and saying, you know what, we got you. I've been waiting to see this Browns' defense on a consistent basis from week to week. In fact, one of the reasons why I picked the Browns in the survivor pool in week number two in which we were eliminated is because I believed in the defense. This defense even with pieces missing, was near perfect in the first half. And the formula for the Browns to use their defense to make life super uncomfortable for any opposing team, in this case it happens to be an AFC North opponent, and then to keep the ball away from them as much as possible. Nick Chubb, he's the key to that. Kareem Hunt, the key to that. The offensive line, clearing holes for those two, massive. I said this last week. It's on Twitter. You can go and fact check me if you want. The Browns should never be running the ball fewer than 30 times with Chubb and Hunt. I don't know why you go away from that. Why try to change your identity when you're so good at running the ball? Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You just go back to those two. As Miles Garrett said, the bank is open. The Bengals couldn't stop it. They couldn't slow it down. It's like the Titans and Derrick Henry. Who cares if everybody in the building knows you're going to run the ball? Run it anyway. Perset goes out wide right. Chubb's going to take a direct snap. Takes it. Runs right. Cuts left. He goes in. Touchdown! with Brissett flanking out wide to the right. Chubb with a step right. Came back left. Dropped those shoulders and went in. 
That's Jim Donovan again on Browns Radio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. As much as you could look at the first half and recognize that the Bengals' offense just didn't have any kind of rhythm, there's always the potential for the big plays, right? I mean, this is still the Bengals. They've got some great weapons. And so there were moments there early in the second half where I was wondering, okay, this has got to be the drive. We're going to see it here. But you know what the Browns did? They just didn't give the ball to the Bengals. And again, this is brilliantly executed on the field. You know who you are. You're a run-first team. You're a ball-control team. Control the ball, you control the game. And that's exactly what they did in the third quarter. Here's how it went. An opening drive in the third quarter, six minutes long. They score a touchdown. A three and out forced by the Cleveland defense. The ball goes right back to the Browns offense. So what does that do? It puts the Bengals D on the field again after what? Two or three breaths? A couple of seconds on the sidelines? They're already gassed. They just had to play defense for six straight minutes all the way down the field. It was perfect. Perfect. There's no such thing as perfect, right? Christian McCaffrey told us that. But for the Browns, this couldn't have gone any better. You hold the Bengals scoreless in the first half. You put 11 points on the board. And then in the third quarter, you come out with a ton of momentum. You force a six-minute drive down their throats, then a three and out, and then you're right back on the field. And while this wasn't the end of the game, to me, this felt like the beginning of the end for the Bengals. Brissett in the gun, arms at his side. He's got three wide, gets the snap, held high, looks to the left, arching spiral in the end zone, over the shoulder, catch in the back corner. It is caught. It is a touchdown! Amari Cooper with the grab on the pylon back near side corner. That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood one. So the Cooper touchdown caps their second drive there in the second half. And the time of possession is so whacked. You almost can't believe it when you look at it. But again, this is a credit to the Browns and their ability to run the ball. They score on their first three possessions of the second half. And of course, the, the third one drags into the fourth quarter. But around those first two drives in the third quarter, a three and out. So what? 90 seconds the Bengals had the ball in the third quarter. 90 seconds. Do you know how Joe Burrow is not dangerous? When he's standing on the sidelines for all but 90 seconds of a quarter. Phenomenal. I mean, I was really impressed. But this is who the Browns are. Can they be this way week in and week out? Well, why not? The potential is there. And I think my formula so far, tried and true. I know I'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek here. It's not rocket science. Nick Chubb carries the ball 23 times. Kareem Hunt 11 times. Together, that is 34 carries. Okay, that meets my formula. 143 yards between them with the two touchdowns because Nick Chubb scored again early in the fourth quarter. Okay, Kevin Stefanski, four-game losing skid. In the rearview mirror. We played great football tonight, great defense tonight. Russian coverage was, was really good. Um, but we just got to keep stacking them. Uh, we just got to, you know, like anything, offense, defense, special teams, we got to give these guys a plan. They can go execute, execute a high level, play fast, those type of things. I thought that was on display tonight. We understood the, the ramifications of this game and, and uh, what we needed to do uh, and what this meant for us. So, um, no, extremely proud of the guys in the locker room. The coaches um, did a really good job of, of preparing and, and um, you know, really focusing in on the task at hand. 
Ultimately, the Cleveland defense finishes with five sacks, seven QB hits. They have the two takeaways. They allow a couple of touchdowns late, but nothing to be, to be scared about. <laughs> 13 points in the fourth quarter when the game is relatively done. That gives the Bengals zero momentum. Now, there are some questions around this team, but we're going to save those because into my studio walks Beefcake himself, I'm still laughing. We're still we're still playing. Wait, hold on. Before you, can do you have your headphone in? Can you plug in? Okay. So Boomer aside and just walked into our studio earlier. We were playing this drop. Boomer, are you ready? Go ahead. Jay, tell me when you have it. So this is after they showed Boomer on his in his undies on national TV. Were you a little nervous about them showing your underwear commercial? Of course not, uh, Amy. You know, listen, that goes back 40 years. Okay, wait. This is our favorite new drop, Boomer. I was all about the beefcake, boys. I wasn't about the acting. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, you killed it last night. Well, I you appreciate were so that. much Thank fun. You. No, those guys are fun. You know, they're, they they're, are. They're hilarious. Now, I have criticized that broadcast because it's too distracting. <laughs> you know, and they I, brought and, that up. They and, knew it. Yeah, of course they did. Eli knows everything I say around here. <laughs> believe me. You know, so if I've been on a radio for 15 years in here in New York, and when I started in 2007. Eli and Tom Coughlin were literally inches from getting thrown was out of here. Was that when you started? Like right yes. about the time that they yes. were they were on the chopping block? Right. And I worked with Craig Carton at the time for 10 years from 2007 to 2017. And that fall, we had hit the number one spot in, in radio in New York. And I, I'll never forget <laughs> arguing for Eli. He's just, he's only been here for three years. Give him some time. You know, nobody wants to give anybody any time around here. Zach Wilson's finding out. <laughs> but I said, I said to Craig, I said, I bet you they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And sure enough, they won in that unbelievable run and they beat the Patriots in their first Super Bowl in 2007. And my bet with Craig Carton was that if they did get to the Super Bowl, he had to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge in a Speedo. Cold. And so then cold. right after that, he had a hemorrhoidectomy. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Well, they remove your hemorrhoids, and it's not fun for you, anybody. You dropped that on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I know that, but I remember <laughs> Craig calling me after he had the hemorrhoidectomy and before we went to Arizona to you know to go cover the Super Bowl, and he was just moaning in pain. Oh, oh. You know, and he just couldn't go to the bathroom. How could Eli that. not send you a thank you note? I kind of that, feel like that, that was... <laughs> all, all anybody hears is the negative, or if you're around here, if you do say something negative about anybody... <laughs> It's usually one of their friends or family members that says, did you hear what Boomer said? Did you hear what Greg said? Did you hear what Craig said? You know, it's, it's just nonstop. You know, you know this business. It's yes, crazy. I do. So, um, yeah, things, it was fun. But things I learned about you that I didn't know. First of all, I never – somehow, I remember you playing football. You Thank were you. one of my nice. favorites when Thank you were an NFL MVP. Uh, you, you know, my family loves you. They've got yeah. the Boomer and T-shirts now. Somehow I never saw the commercial. Were those your actual dogs, by the way? Yes. Yes. So I had two, two Newfoundlands uh, when I was Amazing. playing in Cincinnati. Hey, look, I did about 30 different commercials for, you know, not only for Hanes all in and your underwear. Undies? No, not all my undies, man. I was uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears with three of the uh, Chicago Bears in a Diet Coke commercial. I okay. did Doritos commercial. I mean, I did a lot of things back in the day. You were Peyton before Peyton was Peyton. I was, you know. That's, yes. that's what I was trying to tell him last night, but it was a little disjointed. You know why I figured out why it was so disjointed? There's about a half second delay yeah. between the guest and Eli and Peyton. So they're hooked right into each other. Right. Eli's in Jersey. Peyton's out in Denver. They have a total setup like they're they in the studio. It's I mean, it's sweet. sick. It is <laughs> sick. And then you, as the guest, have literally an iPad for a monitor to see what's going on. So you get the three of you, and then the other half is the game. And I'm like, I didn't even see the game. I, could I know. Just, I could that's the part that's it. hard. It's really hard. And I also had no idea that you owned or co-owned a nightclub called 
La Boom. I, was that for you? No. Well, so here's the deal. So me, Chris Collinsworth, Pete Rose, Johnny Bench were partners with a guy by the name of Jeff Ruby, who is still out there to this day and I think has eight or nine restaurants bearing his name, Jeff Ruby Steakhouse. He's got mm. one in Nashville, Lexington, Louisville, Cincinnati, I believe Columbus. I mean, he's a great restaurateur, the best restaurant I've ever been to. And we did this partnership with him called The Waterfront. And in The Waterfront, there was the nightclub upstairs called La Boom. And all the incoming athletes that would play the Reds or that would play, uh, I think it was the Cincinnati Stingers, of, uh, you know, uh, minor league hockey, they would all come in. They'd all hang out at the, that nightclub. It was crazy. But it had but nothing to do with your name? I I. I think it didn't. It didn't. I, you know, Jeff Ruby is such a marketer and such a promoter La that I, it probably did. But in '87, we were on strike, right? And I was probably the most hated man in Cincinnati at the time. And next year was the MVP year, so I've lived from the depths of hell <laughs> to the gates of heaven. Man, it was unbelievable in, in less than a year. But um, a couple of my teammates got in a fight with the crew that was doing the Fresh Horses movie with Molly Ringwald in Cincinnati. My God. In our bar, in our in our past. nightclub, right? So my neighbor next door said, "Did you see the Cincinnati Enquirer this morning?" I'm like, "No, I didn't. What's 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 going on?" He goes, "The Bengals are banned from La Boom in the waterfront." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so I go get the paper because we used to have the paper delivered. There was no internet, of course. I open up the paper. There bad. it is. And my teammates are basically banned. So I call Chris Collinsworth, who's my partner. I said, "Chris, did Jeff Ruby?" Just like <laughs> totally shut us, ban us out of our own restaurant. Because if he did, I'm taking my cash out. <laughs> you know, she so goes, No, boom, I don't think you and I are banned. I just think the rest of the team is banned. Oh I said, That's gosh. not cool. Things I didn't know about oh, Boomer's It's amazing. Did you have fun? I did have fun. You were fun. on there for a long time. I didn't feel that long to me, you know, no. and uh, there was a lot of stoppages of plays, a couple turnovers. The Bengals played terrible last night. And- I love all the Boomer highlights. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got, oh, and Peyton gave you a compliment. He said you were the best RPO quarterback he's ever seen. Yeah, well, we didn't really run RPOs. It was a lot of play action and run action passes. And I tried Peyton to- Manning gave you a compliment. Well, I gave him a compliment, many compliments <laughs> over my time covering him. And I think I covered like 50 of his games. He was always on Monday Night Football. He was always in the playoffs. And I yes. always had them either. You know, you were on Westwood one, either Monday night or some Thursday night games, and of course all those playoff games he was in. It was good stuff. It was I great. laughed. I had a good time. I really enjoyed I it. Time. Yes, and you obviously, uh, you had the whole like the. Not only did you have the camera and your sound was good, you looked so good. And those two, like, ha- Eli had some crazy mask on. And well, he had his Chad Powers yeah, mask Peyton on. Peyton wears makeup, but you can't tell. So you no, classed, no, you classed you know, up the joints. It was all good, man. I had a good time with those guys. They're a lot of fun. And, and by the way, right after I was done, yes, Archie texted me and goes, no. you, you got a five-star performance. So I said, that's all I care <laughs> about. You your brothers are, I mean, your sons are hilarious. You're the man. I actually told our audience that uh, I was going to have to pretend like I didn't see your underwear commercial because right. I'm like, I think I might blush. That's a that's a, like an HR violation. I can't see Boomer's yeah, underwear yeah, yeah, commercial. No. No, again, again, believe me, things have changed quite a bit <laughs> drastically. You killed it. That All was right. so good. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I came in here this morning to discuss this with you because you sent yes. me a very nice text last night, and I appreciate it. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, you're my favorite part of Peyton and Eli last night. Well, thanks, man. The Kelsey brothers were on. They were great. You know, and uh, I, I love those two guys, man. I wish those those are the types of teammates you want. You want one as a center and you want one as a tight end. Oh, yeah, they're hysterical. And the best teammates of all are the centers and the tight ends because they're like, 
they're who they are. You know, they're real people. Like, and the tight end gets to catch some passes. He has to make some blocks. Mm-hmm. He's always the guy that, you know, is in between the wide receiver room and the, and the offensive line room. So he's got the real pulse and the temperature of the entire team. So you got to nuzzle up to those guys. You got to get <laughs> to know those guys because they're the ones that always will have your back. Mm. Okay, before you go, yeah. when are you going to be in the Bengals' ring of honor? Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, it's you know, gotta be soon. But you have to remember, you know, so the Bengals got started late on this process. They did last uh, year. Uh, two years ago. Two years. Ago. Yeah. So two years ago, you know, we put in Kenny Anderson, Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz, and Kenny Riley, four great guys. Four, you know, the founding, uh, the founder of uh, the the Bengals, really maybe the founder of football, and Paul Brown. I mean, you go all the way back to what he uh, had done and the impact of football. And then last year, you know, uh, another guy, you know, Isaac Curtis and Willie Anderson. I mean, come on. And they're only doing two a year. Oh. So uh, okay. it's going to take a while for the rest of us to get in. But eventually we'll get there. That'll be Sooner fun. or later. But I'm just glad they're doing it because, you know, I, I've often ribbed the Bengals for about the last 20 years for not having any sort of reflection back to their history because they do have a good history. Yeah. And, um, you know, they run their team very similar to that of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the difference between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Bengals really over the last 20 years has been Ben Roethlisberger. That has been the biggest difference. You know, Coach Cower, of course, and Coach Tomlin, but when you have the quarterback who's the Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, that's the difference maker. So I think the Bengals are starting to enter into that territory with their own quarterback. And hopefully they're going to go on a nice 15-year run here with Joe Burrow. you got to be careful what you say because all of it can come back to the Monday night Mannings. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> they, they do their research. There's no question about that. Like, it's really impressive. I mean, they, they, they even found a, a quote that I, I compared Peyton Manning to Bartolo oh, Colon. Oh, that was the best part. The screenshot of Bartolo Colon next yeah. to Peyton Manning. I, wanted, I tried to get them to, to do a 40-yard dash between the two of them. And, you know, I, the Mets PR staff wasn't very helpful at the time. And, and the Broncos were so focused on Super Bowl 50 mm. that it was – and all I was saying was, like, as a Met fan, we love Bartolo Colon. And he, like, lost his fastball. It wasn't about the fact that he's a little overweight. It's right, now. <laughs> and, and Peyton had lost his fastball because he had four neck surgeries. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember Von Miller telling me at the Super Bowl down in Atlanta a few years ago, I said, so what was it like when Peyton came back? He goes, look, man, we – it didn't matter if he completed a pass. We just needed to have our leader back yes. on the field. Yeah, that was, that was how profound his presence was mm. for the Broncos. And that's why they beat Cam Newton and the Panthers that year. Because the Panthers and Cam Newton were playing great that year. We were 15-1. and one. And Von Miller and that defense stifled them in that, in, that, uh, in that Super Bowl. And Peyton didn't really do much in that game. Yeah, had a, they had a, a touchdown early, didn't they? Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it was all about sacking and getting all over Cam Newton. You remember the fumble and Cam didn't yes. go after it? Yes, Oh, oh I remember. All right. That was a nervous wreck. Uh, love the Omahas last night. You dropped a couple Omahas. Yeah, like, you know, I did all that stuff. You did. You, you know, I just had to make sure Peyton knew that. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to call an audible out of that. I'm going to call an Omaha right out of yeah, that. Yeah, the, the other thing I, I was trying to get to Peyton, I was saying, so Peyton was intense playing the Browns. You know, those defensive backs, Hanford Dixon and Frank Minifield would just grab onto our wide receivers. Peyton would have wind his way all the oh, way to yeah. the sideline. Oh, yeah. No, we've got all kinds of boomer drops this morning. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I tried. <laughs> yes. No, you did fantastic. Thanks, Sam. I appreciate the text last night. It was great. Thanks. Thanks for popping okay. in. See ya. <laughs>
Boomer Esiason, he crushed it. If you haven't seen it, the Monday Night Mannings, they replay it on NFL Network, so it's good stuff. Uh, and and good. Now I don't have to bring up the underwear. Now it's just out there, right? Like we don't have to talk about it again, Jay. It's just that was it. Taken care <laughs> that of. That was it. It's done. That's it. No one needs to call HR. All right. So when Boomer walks in, you just kind of blow through your brakes. Sorry about that, Jay. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. On second down, Jacoby waits and takes and... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Gives it. Chubb darts left. He's through to the five and going in. Touchdown! Nick Chubb! And he may have blown this thing wide open. This isn't the type of team we are. You know, it's a 17-game season, and this is one game that uh, we weren't at our best today in any phase. And I'm confident that's not who we are, that we can make the corrections and flush this one away quickly, turn our attention to Cle- uh, Carolina on a six-day week, and, uh, and have a great opportunity to, to get this out of our system real quick and, and play well next Sunday. Off the field, on the money, and after hours. It's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Oh, hey, here we are. Our show got hijacked for a second there, but it's totally worth it to have Boomer pop into the studio. And now no one has to bring up the underwear. Jim Donovan on Browns Radio, the second Nick Chubb touchdown early in the second quarter. He had over 100 yards, and that was absolutely the nail in the coffin. But really, this game was out of hand and out of reach for the Bengals before that. And you hear the voice of... 
one Zach Taylor who says this is not who we are. This is not what to expect moving forward. Now, Joe Burrow, he was asked about Jamar Chase, uh, the fact that they don't have Jamar, his security blanket, his deep threat, the guy that he's so comfortable with. Think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I mean, that's a great example. The more these guys play together, of course, having played together in college. So Burrow goes 25 of 35, but only 232 yards. He had a couple touchdowns. They were both late when it really didn't matter. He threw the interception on the very first drive of the game. First drive, we drive right down there, and you know, Miles makes a great play on, a, on an RPO and gets his hands up, knocks it down, and ends up falling right into him. Um, and so that was really the start of uh, a long day for us. The two turnovers, you know, you're, you're, you know, if you're looking to assess blame, that's a difficult thing to do because one of them is just a, a blocked defensive end who got his hand up and made a good play, and the other one is, is as you're going to throw to what appeared to be an open guy, you know, he got his hand hit. So that's tough because both those drives took points off the board and maybe some early momentum. And um, so then you're talking about slow starts and all that stuff. And in reality, we had two two good drives there, and, and uh, they just made plays. Mm. So right now in the AFC North, Ravens stand alone in first place at five and three. Bengals fall back to five hundred. The Browns end their losing skid. They're at three and five. That leaves the Steelers bringing up the rear. All right, Brad Heller is here in studio. Before we get to your update, uh, because we just had Boomer pop in and. I mean, I was a little uncomfortable talking about Brewer's underwear, but whatever. Like it's, he said it was forty whatever. years ago, so not to think, not to worry about it. I'm like, whatever. all right, no one's calling HR. But this is the exchange with Peyton and Eli on Monday night when they were showing Boomer's commercial in his undies. Boomer, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but Peyton likes to endorse and do a lot of commercials, and I think he also is thinking about uh, rating other players when they're in a commercial and how well they do. Back in the day, you did some commercials for Haynes. How would you, uh, was this underrated acting right here? What do you think? I was all about the beefcake, boys. I wasn't about the acting. Sorry about that. Me and my Newfoundlands there in my, uh, my underwear commercial. Right, have you guys ever done an underwear commercial? Never been asked. Never been asked. I think I went audible out of, I think I went Omaha out of that one if they asked me for sure. Oh, yeah, you would be. Uh, Omaha, Omaha, yes. Omaha, real fast. <laughs> Such good stuff. So for those of you who didn't see it or hear it, I mean, Boomer's commercial is out there. He's lounging on a couch, for heaven's sakes, and the dogs come up and jump on him. And then when he's done with hanging out with the dogs, then he rolls over and his butt is pointing right at the camera on his tiny whiteies. So I can't imagine why Peyton would want to audible out of that. <laughs> The fact that he hasn't wasn't hasn't been asked, you know, for an underwear commercial. But <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, you know, Peyton's got this second career, so maybe he's got a third it's one true. coming down the line. You never know what you ne- might have to do if you're short for funds, huh? Short on cash, I guess you might have to do an underwear commercial. Yeah, Boomer just told us he did over forty different commercials and endorsements, so he was kind of Peyton before Peyton was doing all of this stuff. I'm glad Boomer got on there. It was only a matter of time, yeah. I felt like, before he you know, became one of their guests because they have such great guests they every do. week. So and was a- he was really funny. And so then Brady comes in the studio and he's like, oh, hit to name drop. As if Peyton and Eli having him on wasn't enough. He said, once I got off the broadcast, Archie texted me right away. <laughs> Excuse us. I know, exactly. I tried not to roll my eyes at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's Boomer. We have a celeb in our midst. All right, coming up, your choices for TD of the week. We had so many. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Made a guy miss. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom Stubbs. Feathers helping into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The San Francisco 49ers. Kittle is inside of Ayuk, right? They motion McCaffrey. Backwards pass to McCaffrey. And he's going to throw downfield wide open. Brandon Ayuk! McCaffrey can throw! <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks. Gino going to throw again on first down. Pump fake. Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown, Seahawks! What a drive led by Geno Smith. The Carolina Panthers. Walker remains in the gun. Three-man rush. Takes the snap. Drops back. Rolls to his left. He's flushed. Loads up, airs it deep downfield for DJ Moore behind his man. Oh, oh he got the catch yeah. and caught the ball. <laughs> DJ Moore oh. caught the ball. How did that happen? Oh my goodness! Touchdown, <laughs> Carolina! This is amazing. The Dallas Cowboys. So it's third and sixteen at the Chicago nineteen. Fields in the gun. Back to throw. Parsons coming. He flushes out left, he stops, he dumps it short to the 25, still moving Montgomery, fumble the ball, recovered by Dallas, Micah Parsons is on the ball. And he's still still alive. He's still running, he's still moving with the ball, to the 10, to the 5, to the goal line. Parsons recovered a fumble and brought it all the way back. 
And on that note, our Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. That Micah Parsons touchdown that you hear with Brad Sham and Babe Loffenberg on Cowboys Radio lit me up. As I'm watching it on Sunday, my immediate thought that's a TD of the Week candidate. That could win TD of the Week. It was unbelievable. Not only does he come from where he is in the defensive set and after the ball is is hiked to where uh, the ball ends up, he runs through traffic to get to that point. He recovers the ball and then has the presence of mind to not only gather it, but get up and start running again, breaking tackles along the way as he's reversing direction toward the end zone. And I still cannot get over the fact that Justin Fields hurdled over him instead of touching him with a toe, with a finger. He didn't even breathe on him. He hurdled over him to avoid touching Micah Parsons. It's one of those, okay, somebody else has got him. Oh, well, somebody else will do it. Nah, nobody did it. Uh, Micah was able to get all the way into the end zone. It was smart. It was heads up. It was obviously physical and aggressive, and it was an amazing moment for the Cowboys in their big win and moving to 6-2. and two. And I don't know, maybe 6-2 and two is not where he wants to be. 6-2 <laughs> and is okay. You know, I that's prefer 8-0. Okay. You know, you know that's, just, <laughs> that's just me. You know, I don't know who else agrees with that. But, uh, you know, it's cool. But, like, we just got to keep going, you know. There's so much football left. I love that. I don't know who else agrees with me. Maybe nobody else agrees with me. He's so flippant about it. But, yes, huge win for the Cowboys over the Bears. Dak's second game back, but the defense sets the tone. Our other TD of the Week candidates, though I maybe have shifted the voting here, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who knew? He could, throw, he could throw for touchdowns as well. He has the TD trifecta first time since 2005 and LaDainian Tomlinson. Passes for that touchdown on Niners Radio with Greg Papa and Tim Rice. Also catches one and rushes one in against the Los Angeles Rams. Tyler Lockett fumbles a ball, drops a sure touchdown pass, but in the fourth quarter against the Giants, he hauls in a touchdown and some redemption, and it was the go-ahead score against New York. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio. And then finally, we know it wasn't a game winner, but man, it was a Hail Mary. PJ Walker to DJ Moore, 70 freaking yards in the air, and it was amazing. So we couldn't eliminate it. We actually left out a couple, like Latavius Murray for the Broncos in the late stages and Taylor Heineke for the Commanders. So you can vote on Twitter after our CBS or on our Facebook page. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. Really quickly want to get to Jim Harbaugh and Mel Tucker after this fracas broke out in the tunnel between the Spartans and the Wolverines, both coaches speaking on Monday. What happened in the tunnel was egregious. Uh, sickening to watch the videos. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are uh, are uh, are bad, and um, it's clear what what transpired. It seems uh, very very open and shut. You know, as they say, uh, watch the tape. I'm coming from this from a perspective of. Uh, of being a parent, and these young men um, are entrusted to me by their families and to our program, and we have the responsibility to each player uh, to treat them like our own. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. Uh, There should be serious consequences 
uh, for the, the many individuals that are culpable. This has been a very traumatic experience um, for everybody, especially uh, for uh, Jaden and Jaman, and we will support them. We'll support, support, support them and, uh, and their families in every possible way. We're not here to make any excuses for the behaviors Saturday. They are unacceptable. We are deeply sorry. We're deeply sorry to both universities, the conference, our fans, alumni, supporters, and of course, all of our student athletes, past and present. First you hear Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach, and then Michigan State's Mel Tucker. And he'd already announced that multiple players had been suspended effective immediately. Jim mentions Jamon Green, who was punched by a Spartan in the tunnel. And then he mentions Jaden, who was attacked when he tried to help. And apparently uh, Jaden, well, both players have injuries, according to Coach Harbaugh. Um, and it seems like Jaden... Uh, will be allowed to play, but he mentions that Jamon, who's a starting cornerback, uh, at this point is a question mark for Saturday night and their next game. And I think it's a stark comparison when you hear Mel Tucker say, we are deeply sorry, we apologize. But what Jim Harbaugh said is an apology will not get the job done in this instance. And so an unfortunate situation. People have complained about why these players are using the same tunnels I mean, it's just, it's the place that you play in. And maybe they shouldn't be going out through the tunnels at the same time. But this is not about all of a sudden having to redo your entire stadium configuration. This is not about building a stadium with two separate entrances and exits. No, it's about young men having respect and obviously losing control of their emotions and not treating their opponents uh, in such a way that, It's assault and battery. So we'll see what falls out from this. But both coaches still very emotional. It's supercharged. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.